Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an insect update from John McGregor with the province. Also, Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation will join us to talk about claims so far this year and we'll discuss what's happening in the southeast. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is David Carossel, Manager of Claim Services with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. I asked David to give us an update on claims so far coming in from the southeast. Not a lot of claims so far. Um, a bit of uh, activity just to uh, have the discussion. Um, Again, when we have a, a significant rainfall event like we did last weekend, it takes a little bit of time to to determine and assess what uh, the damage is. And like as you can appreciate, uh, what we saw last week, some some roads were impassable, so there's certain fields people couldn't even get to. So, not uncommon uh, in a situation like that that uh, it'll take several weeks before we know the full impact of it. As far as the rest of the province, um, what have you guys been seeing so far here this spring? Um, you know, we had some storms and, and some winds there. Um, any significant claims come in from that? Yeah, it's been a mixed bag uh, so far this spring. Uh, as you said, there's been a number of events that, uh, um, just under the thousand reseed claims so far, and uh, really, it's. Uh, Everything from that uh, frost that we had a couple of weeks ago to uh, the continual windy weather that we've had, as well as some localized uh, heavy rains that have crusted some soils. Uh, and I guess the, the, the common one that we've seen the last few years is uh, flea beetles in canola. Has there been any uh, hail yet this year? Uh, just a little bit. Uh, sort of tied with that system that moved through the southeast Last weekend, uh, there was uh, a little bit, I believe, east of Eltona. Anything else that stands out for you so far here this year? I think we're on par for sort of normal reseeds, depending on what the next week brings. And uh, just hope to get some sunshine here. I, I think things have turned around a bit, too, for from the standpoint of last year's overwinter crops. So I, I think they had a good run in western Manitoba, where there was significant, significant acreage of it. So Were there any claims on, on the overwinter stuff, or...? I don't know how much winter wheat was actually seeded, uh, but we've had about a dozen claims on winter wheat. Fall rye, about 45 claims. So I'm guessing from that the fall rye acreage was greater than the winter wheat acreage. And um, only makes sense that we haven't had a lot of claims on that because last fall was uh, drawn out. I don't think a lot of acres got seeded, particularly on the western side of the province. That was David Carosso with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Clean Farms has released its 2019 annual report showing Canadian farmers continue to strengthen their commitment to recycling agricultural plastics. General Manager Barry Friesen says one of their most popular programs is the small container program. The typical 10-liter container that holds pesticides or fertilizers, we collected 5.5 million of those containers last year. And, uh, and 80% of those containers are in the three prairie provinces. Since the program began in 1989, they've collected over 130 million containers. The plastic is recycled into a number of products, including farm drainage tiles. And Manitoba Agriculture says we're still seeing some relatively high levels for flea beetles and cutworms. Here's entomologist John Gavlosky. 
cutworms normally start to turn to pupa in uh, June at some point, and that is likely going to start happening very soon. But the population is staggered enough that the hatch is not always uniform. So there's enough young larvae still in the soil that I think for the next two weeks, people will still have to be on the guard for cutworms just to keep watching things. And over those the next two to three weeks, we will start seeing a lot of them turn to the pupa stage. But as they get to be those bigger instars, they do eat more as well. So they're still going to be on our radar for another week or two. Kowalski notes grasshopper hatch has begun. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, June 15th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a crop update from Alberta. Today, Glendalee Allen Vosser focuses in on crop development in Alberta. She caught up to Ken Hanford, a production development analyst with Alberta's Financial Services Corporation. The Alberta crop report is out. Bring us up to speed. How has seeding gone in Alberta? Provincially, the, uh, we're at 98% of the spring crops have been seeded in the province. And uh, the northwest region around Edmonton and the Peace, there is still a little bit of work left to be done with trying to get some of the late barley and oats crops seeded. There was rain reported in all areas of the province over the last weeks with accumulations varying greatly from about one inch of rain in the southern part of the province up five inches of rain being reported in the St. Paul and Bonneville areas of the province. But the, the most part that uh, rain, the producers have been happy to receive it. But the, again, with the northwestern part of the province having a lot of challenges this year, they're really fighting with the rain and the precipitation. With They've had accumulations in the last couple of weeks of up to seven or eight inches. So it's resulted in a fair bit of uh, standing water in the field. Let's focus in a little bit on moisture conditions around the province. Provincially, the, the topsoil is 82% is rated as good or excellent. And the greatest region that has an issue is the, the northwest part of the province, northwest region, where with the precipitation that they've received over the last couple of months, 62% of the soil is being rated as excessive. Then if you go to the northeast and the peace regions, they are looking at about uh, 10% of the soil is being rated as excessive. On the pasture side, as you can imagine, with the, the rains that we have received, the pastures are, are really looking good this year. And uh, we've got 93% provincial tame hay is being rated as good or excellent, and 90% of the provincial pasture is rated good or excellent. Generally, how is that crop development coming along? Provincially, 75% of the crop has emerged in the province, and the development, again, varies depending on where you are in the province, where the crops in the southern part of the province are the most developed, where they're actually into well into the tillering stage, then you have the, the central part of Alberta, which would be central Alberta, the northeast and the northwest. The majority of the crops are in the three to five leaf stage. And the Peace region, they are a little bit delayed 
uh, further delayed, and they're in. They're just entering the seedling stage right now. The biggest thing that I that the producers in our in the province want now is that if they could get some dry, warm weather for a, a prolonged period of time, so that they can actually dry out a bit. I've been talking with Ken Hanford. Ken is a product development analyst with the Agricultural Financial Services Corporation of Alberta. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. On Friday, I had a chance to chat with John Gavoski, entomologist with Manitoba Agriculture. He talked about cutworms and flea beetles. We're still seeing some relatively high levels for both of those insects. Uh, now, cutworms normally start to turn to pupa in uh, June at some point, and that is likely going to start happening very soon. Um, but the population is staggered enough that the hatch is not always uniform. So there's enough young larvae still in the soil that I think for the next two weeks, people will still have to be on the guard for cutworms just to keep watching things. And over those the next two to three weeks, we will start seeing a lot of them turn to the pupa stage. But as they get to be those bigger instars, they do eat more as well. So they're still going to be on our radar for another week or two. Now, flea beetles and canola, um, populations start dying off come late June. Um, so we're probably already at that point where they'll be starting to decline in numbers. Uh, but there's still strong enough populations that any of the later seeded crop that is still in the very young seedling stages would still be quite susceptible. So we still have to be watching our canola for another week or two as well. Once you get three to four true leaves, the plants can compensate a lot better. So then you're starting to get out of the more critical uh, staging but do keep an eye on things, especially if you're not quite at those three to four leaf stages yet. We've seen some uh, spraying for flea beetles as well? Uh, yes, uh, right, right across Manitoba, uh, all the agricultural regions, there's been some spraying for flea beetles. I know a few people have had to do more than one application. Um, it's one of these situations where if anything keeps the crop uh, held back into the cotyledon or first and second leaf stage long enough, the seed treatments were out and, and people have to do the foliar sprays. John, what uh, are we seeing for uh, grasshoppers at this point? So grasshopper hatch has begun. Most grasshoppers are currently in either their first or their second growth stage, but there's still a lot of hatch to go yet. Um, our latest data based on degree day models show that in the eastern region, uh, you're probably looking at 25-30% hatch has occurred at this point. In the central region, it really varies anywhere from about uh, 30% to about 60%. So um, hatch is occurring, but there's still a lot more to go. And again, most of the grasshoppers are in their first or second growth stage. Grasshoppers go through five growth stages before they're adults. And normally for people who are noticing some higher populations and wondering what's a good time to uh, do a control, we usually suggest waiting until most are into that third growth stage, which we're just barely starting to see in the central region, but not at all in the eastern region. Um, so probably holding on another week or two. We'll have degree day models over the next couple of weeks as well with updates on this. But right now, uh, there's a lot of hatch to go, and it'd be a bit too early 
to be doing control unless you've got extreme situations where they're doing a lot of damage to the crop already. Any uh, issues with alfalfa weevil at this point? I haven't heard of any high populations, but we did do some degree day forecasting, uh, and alfalfa weevil should be getting into some of their larger larval stages right now, and those are the stages that do more of the feeding. So right now is the time when people should be having a look in their alfalfa, uh, look for the small green larvae and their feeding that they do. Some years what happens is people notice the feeding after the larvae have pretty much completed their larval stages and it's really too late to do much at that point. So now it's a good time to be out there scouting, seeing if there's alfalfa weevil and seeing if you do need to be doing any control. That was John Kowalski, entomologist with Manitoba Agriculture. That's it for the Prairie Agwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Agwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Verified Beef Production Plus webinars take place every Tuesday night starting at 7 o'clock. You can email... VerifiedBeefManitoba at gmail.com. The official Manitoba Hunter Safety Course is now available online. It's endorsed by the province and Manitoba Wildlife Federation. Visit HunterCourse.com to register. Keystone Ag Producers is offering a webinar on provincial and federal HR programs for farmers tomorrow starting at noon. You can register on the CAP website. And a webinar entitled The Value of Peer Groups for Farmers takes place June 18th starting at noon. Again, register on the CAP website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Keystone Agricultural Producers is hosting a webinar tomorrow starting at noon dealing with farm labor issues. I got the details from Jennifer Wright with the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council. So the webinar is meant to help provide some more information around uh, the government programs, uh, both federally and provincially, that are available for producers. Um, there's been a lot of information that's come out, um, both from federal announcements and provincial announcements. So we're hoping to be able to provide some clarity um, for producers and help them locate the information that's relevant to them so that they're not wading through all the different websites and links that are out there. What are some of the challenges with farm labor right now, um, you know, especially with, with COVID-19? You know, there's a bit of a challenge with, uh, as there has been in, you know, many seasons past, with making sure that there's enough workers available um, to begin with. And then, of course, you want to be making sure you're taking the steps to keep your workers safe while uh, they are on the job. And so there's been, again, a lot of uh, guidelines and information provided uh, about what you need to do to ensure that safety and um, I know producers have been uh, following along on those guidelines as well. I'm not sure if you're able to comment on the uh, temporary foreign worker situation and just how that's been going with you know with the isolation and, and getting them getting them to work. Yeah so you know it has been a different year um, with uh, the COVID-19 um, situation and come hitting kind of at a time when many temporary farm workers would also be arriving. Um, I think that with the uh, 14-day quarantine and all of the steps that uh, have been, been put in place, um, the producers have been working through that as well. Um, and I think they're, you know, 
might not be as many coming in um, or maybe a bit of a slower arrival, um, which is causing a little bit of delay or, or uh, a bit more of a labor shortage as well. But um, from what I understand, the producers are working through that and working with the federal and provincial and local um, governments and health authorities to ensure everything's in place to keep them safe as well. And you talked about the uh, the many programs that are available, both federally and provincially. Um, how tough is it for farmers to sort of navigate what, what programs are out there? And, and is there a website where, where the, all this information is, is together? Or? Sure. So um, there is um, information on our website. We have a special COVID-19 information page with links to the programs. Um, so that's one way that we've tried to help for um, centralize the information. Um, I know I'm not a producer and, uh, you know, my job is looking at all this stuff and it can even be tough for me to find everything. So um, I can only imagine what it's like when you have a thousand other things on your plate. So we're hoping that uh, the website, for one, helps um, centralize some of the information for them as well. Um, but, uh, you know, if you Google, if you go on the Canada.ca website um, and put in a few um, search terms around employment to wage subsidy, um, they've got it pretty good as far as being able to bring up the information as well. Um, so it is there. Um, we're just trying to help make it easier uh, for producers to save them some time. That was Jennifer Wright with the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council talking about a webinar taking place tomorrow starting at noon through Keystone Ag Producers. Go to the CAP website to register. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Agriculture says we're still seeing some relatively high levels for cutworms and flea beetles. Here's entomologist John Gavlosky. Flea beetles and canola, populations start dying off come late June, so we're probably already at that point where they'll be starting to decline in numbers, but there's still strong enough populations that any of the later seeded crop that is still in the very young seedling stages would still be quite susceptible, so we still have to be watching our canola for another week or two as well. Once you get three to four true leaves, the plants can compensate a lot better, so then you're starting to get out of the more critical uh, staging but do keep an eye on things, especially if you're not quite at those three to four leaf stages yet. Kowalski notes grasshopper hatch has begun. And the Clean Farms program helps farmers manage and recycle agricultural packaging and obsolete products. A pilot program in Manitoba to collect used grain bags, bales, silage wrap and twine for recycling recovered 51 tons last year, up from 34 tons in 2018. General Manager Barry Friesen says that program started in Saskatchewan. Last year, we had a 44% increase over the previous year, and we collected over 50% of all the bags that uh, were distributed into, the, into that province. And uh, those products were recycled in North America into new plastic products, and we're uh, very, very proud of how quickly that has come up in, in, in its numbers and the way that farmers are participating in the program. Clean Farms has released its 2019 annual report showing Canadian farmers continue to strengthen their commitment to recycling agricultural plastics. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. 
Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.